When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Flashback. I don't know if you're Jerry Jones, how you don't make that decision to move off of McCarthy and entertain the possibility of hiring Bill Belichick. I understand McCarthy and what he's been able to do the last three years, but it ain't about regular season success for Jerry. It's about winning championships, and I'm not going to say Mike McCarthy can't do it, but I do think there's an opportunity to upgrade. Okay, welcome to the show. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM, Channel 80, along with Michelle Spalman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Yes, return of the Mac is what we're playing. Or Big Mike, he's coming back. The Cowboys announced yesterday that Mike McCarthy is coming back to be their head coach. The statement, ladies and gentlemen, from Jerry Jones, quote, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There is great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. And as the resident Mike McCarthy fan, I'm thrilled and I'm shocked. (laughs) I gotta be honest. Why are you thrilled about it though? Because if, if, I think if he's the a whole good coach. coach. Well, he might be a good coach, but he might not be a championship coach at this stage in his career. Like, he just might not be. And the, the proof is in the pudding. I don't know how you ignore the playoff record. He's 1-3 in the postseason, 0-2 at home. Mm. You're losing in the wild card round when you have a 12-win team? Not once, but twice? At some point, that's hard to ignore. And if you're Jerry Jones, I, I just don't understand why you don't have more urgency about changing the status quo for your team once we get to the second season. I would think the same exact thing. I'm very surprised that Mike McCarthy is returning because he's had tremendous regular season success. But Jerry Jones has said time and time again that that is not the barometer or the threshold for this Dallas Cowboys team. That it's to advance in the playoffs. It's to compete for and win a Super Bowl. And he has won 12 games in the regular season for three straight seasons, which is remarkable. But they're the first team in the Super Bowl era to do so and not advance to at least a conference title game in that span. So all the regular season success, as CeCe mentioned, one and three in the playoffs, has not translated. And for Jerry Jones, who does place these these pretty harsh um, expectations on his team, I just thought that Mike, Mike McCarthy would be the one to absorb those consequences after that shocking loss to the Packers. Four years with Dallas, 42-25, and 25, one and three in the playoffs, 36 wins over the last three years, 167 and 102 overall, 11-11 in the playoffs, overall for Mike McCarthy. As, as we have said, I don't think anyone is debating whether or not he's a good regular season coach. I think we all understand that if Mike McCarthy is your head coach, you're going to have competitive football teams, you're going to potentially win double-digit games, and you're going to be in the playoffs. I think if, if for some franchises... You're going to be in the playoffs, but not for long. Well, but for some franchises, <laughs> you ain't <gonna> be there <laughs> that's enough. For other franchises, like the Dallas Cowboys, that we thought 
was not enough. And what's interesting about this is the action of returning on the one-year deal, at least as of now, the final year remaining on his contract, I think add more questions than answers. And again, I'm the fan of this guy, and I, I am thrilled for him, even though I've never met him nor talked to him, that he's getting another opportunity. So a couple of questions that immediately came to mind. Are we sure Dallas could get the candidates that we attached to them? Are we sure a Bill Belichick or a Mike Vrabel would have gone to Dallas? Are we sure that Jerry Jones would have relinquished some of that power to get some of these guys? I think the latter point is the most important one. It's Mm. whether or not Jerry is willing to get uncomfortable in order to win a championship. And if you're talking about a coach that can help this team evolve, help these guys uh, create an environment that gets the best out of the players – once we get to the games that matter the most, then you're talking about a Jimmy Johnson. You're talking about a Bill Parcells. And Jerry has shown a level of reluctance to go down that road again. Because if you hire somebody of that ilk, all of a sudden they're the story, not Jerry Jones. For sure. You know, all of a sudden their press conference is more important than Jerry Jones' radio hit during the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there is no Jerry Jones radio hit, right? We would have to or, assume or there, that. Or there's yeah. that part of the game. There's, yeah. certainly, there's certainly not the Michael Parsons podcast. <laughs> no. That goes away. And you're certainly not going to have Dak Prescott making comments about buying Louis luggage to remind him that the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. All of those things go away. And that might be exactly what the Cowboys need. But again, that's uncomfortable for Jerry Jones. And we keep talking about his age and why he should have more urgency. You know the other thing that happens when you get old? You want to be comfortable. You want to be comfortable. And maybe that's just it. Maybe winning is important for Jerry, but not as important as doing it is his his way. And I get it. He's a billionaire. He turned the Dallas Cowboys into a $10 billion business from a $200 million investment. I understand it. I get it. He's a wheeler dealer. He's a showman, all of the things. But maybe it's about doing it his way. And even if he doesn't get a championship, as long as he's done it his way, he could be content with that. Now, a lot of Cowboys fans ain't going to feel great about that. They don't want to hear that. And I don't think Jerry will ever openly admit something like that. But this is as close to we're going to get with him making that type of admission that, hey, it ain't about getting the most qualified coaching candidate that can help me win a championship. It's about doing it my way. But here's the other thing I will push back with, Smalls. Okay. When we come to the expectations of the Dallas Cowboys. Why would I ever think anything with this team is going to change in the postseason if the owner is prioritizing comfort over everything else? Nothing of significance ever came from a comfort zone. Nothing ever grew from a comfort zone. You have to get a little uncomfortable. You have to have somebody in there to agitate others, somebody that's a little bit prickly, in order to get the best out of the players, to get the best out of everybody in the organization. I don't know how we can sit here today and say we have full confidence that Mike McCarthy is going to do that in 2024. Yeah, I thought with this result and the head coaching candidates that were out there, specifically Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, that everything might have been aligning for Jerry Jones to finally get uncomfortable. I don't know if he is satisfied with them making the playoffs and not advancing, even if he's doing it his way, because he's the one that's coming out early in the season or in the preseason saying we're capable of winning the Super Bowl. He's the one that is raising that bar. He's not satisfied, at least publicly, with not being able to advance. He said himself he was absolutely floored after this loss. You could see him in the suite. We all watched the game. You could see his reaction when the game started going left, which was pretty quickly. And Jeremy Fowler, who we spoke to yesterday, a great reporter here at ESPN, said that Bill Belichick was looking for a talented and underachieving team to be his next destination. 
What team fits that bill more than the Dallas Cowboys? They're incredibly talented. They have a short window to win, which matches up with Bill Belichick's timeline. And they have vastly underachieved. Getting bounced out in the wild card round by the Green Bay Packers? How can you not call that a talented but underachieving team? So I guess I just thought if Jerry Jones, who's in his 80s, was ever going to look in the mirror and say, Maybe it's me. Maybe this hasn't worked out doing it my way. And I need to bring in someone who is going to make me uncomfortable, who is going to push those buttons. It's going to be the greatest coach in the history of the game who is available. Yeah, but maybe he's not available to them, right? And that's, I think, what we're learning here. Available to everyone and available to the Dallas Cowboys under the circumstances in which Jerry Jones operates may be two different things. Because Bill Belichick may have interviewed for the Atlanta Falcons job, and they may have given him everything he wants, and now it's up to him as to whether to decide to want that job. Theoretically, I don't know that necessarily Jerry Jones wants that. I think we have seen that he doesn't want that. Mike McCarthy is a very good football coach. We have all acknowledged that. Mike McCarthy is no, you know, He's not Nathaniel Hackett, right? His numbers, I'm just going based on numbers, Come, I know CeCe wants to jump on me when I say this with, with the comparisons, but his numbers are similar to Mike Tomlin and Sean Payton. You could, you could rank him third, and that's fine, but numerically, he is similar to that in the regular season and in the postseason. I would want, both, I would want Mike Tomlin over him every single day of the week, but I just think we got to keep going back to the fact that that the candidates for everyone may not have been the candidates for the Dallas Cowboys. They just may not. Yeah, have I don't think Bill Belichick would have turned that job down had it been offered to him. Well, then that is another I, I turn think, that we would have to take. The, I don't think that's the case. And I also think if Jerry Jones really wanted him, you think that that guy's going to be told no if yeah. he's that desperate to get this person and that desperate to win? Okay, so then why does why does Jerry Jones, outside of comfort, we've established that. Give me another reason maybe in addition to, because that's probably the number one reason. Is there another reason that we would sit here and say that Jerry Jones would not be interested in Belichick and or Vrabel? Yeah, because all of a sudden it becomes their championship, not Jerry Jones' championship, so, so, which is the reason why he got rid of Jimmy Johnson in the middle of a dynasty. So ego. It's ego. So Jerry and, and Jones. It's hard. Here's, the, here's the thing. And I'm not trying to disparage ego, right? Because a certain amount of ego is healthy. But it's clear that ego is what got in the way of that relationship. How else do you explain how Jimmy Johnson got into the Hall of Fame before he got into the Cowboys Ring of Honor? My teammate DeMarcus Ware, who was drafted in 2005, got into the ring of honor before Jimmy Johnson did. It was all about ego. After two championships, he got rid of Jimmy and hired Barry Switzer. And Barry Switzer got the residual, won a championship, and then the Cowboys ain't been back to a conference championship game since that season. So at some point, we have to acknowledge this is the owner's own hubris, own ego, own comfort getting in the way of this team having success at the highest level. They got the talent. It ain't about talent. It ain't even about X's and O's because I think McCarthy has done a good job on the offensive side and Dan Quinn has done a great job on the defensive side. It's about being able to get everybody in the building to buy into a team-first agenda. And how can you strike that tone if you're a coach like McCarthy when you have an owner like Jerry Jones. So basically what you are saying is that Jerry Jones wants Jerry Jones to win a Super Bowl more than he wants a Dallas Cowboys to no win a doubt. Super Bowl. No doubt. Because that's where we're at. Now, 
If if the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl next year with this setup, Jerry Jones will get an immense amount of credit, probably more than McCarthy and Dak, which is unfair because see, I kept him. I kept this, this group is together. The moment. This is the moment, right? This is where he has that that crossroad of no, no, no. I know what to do here. I know how to manage people. I know how to bring people together. I know how to rally them. I was patient. I was patient. I did something the rest of you didn't do. Fit me for a ring. I mean that this Jerry Jones wants Jerry Jones to win a Super Bowl more than he wants the Dallas Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. All of that said, Mike McCarthy deserves to have a job in the NFL. He's going to take the residual effect of everybody hating on where the Cowboys are and where they should be. But it's I mean, this is a guy that can coach. I also think there's another part of this. We got to continue this conversation coming up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Did the Cowboys make the right move here in bringing Mike McCarthy back? I want to ask you guys coming up, is Mike McCarthy even entering into next year under good circumstances? Because he only has one year left, and we all know that he can get canned theoretically at any time. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Breaking news, Mike McCarthy remaining in Dallas. I think they viewed it as him winning 12 games in three straight seasons. And even though there's only one playoff win to show for it, they thought, you know what, we're going to run it back, see if we can make it work. They get bounced one and done. I am very, very surprised that he did not make a move at the top. And now I'm curious, does he extend Mike McCarthy or does he make him, as he did with Jason Garrett, prove it this year on a lame duck contract? Ian Fitzsimmons is correct. That is now juicy as to what happens next here. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. ESPN2, drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to get your phone calls in on this major news of Mike McCarthy after an awful loss to the Green Bay Packers. Back with the Cowboys next year. 888-SAY-ESPN. So here's the other part of this. He's on an expiring contract. And I don't know that he is walking into the best situation for himself right now. Because you're walking into a circus. Every loss you have in the regular season, every bad move that is made, it's, do you think this could cost you your job? Do you think you'll be back next year? And you're walking into that circus so much so that I've started thinking, if I'm Mike McCarthy's agent, am I 
trying back channel to get another offer here, even though I'm under contract? Am I trying to have somebody ask for permission to speak to me? I don't know that that team is out there to do that, but this is not the best situation for him either if he has to go into an expiring contract like No, this. teams usually don't let a coach go into a contract year. They don't want a lame duck because it undermines the authority that the head coach has in the organization, but specifically with the locker room. And, and to me, that's the contracts that I want to focus on because this team is going to get exponentially more expensive. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is going to have to get more money to lower his $59.5 million cap hit in 2024. Michael Parsons is eligible for a contract. He wants to be the highest-paid defensive player. That's north of $35 million a year. That's where Nicky Bosa is. And then CeeDee Lamb wants to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, and he, he absolutely deserves it. So that's going to be north of $30 million. You need a head coach that the players know they have to respect, a head coach that they know is going to be there for the long haul, but that's just not how Jerry Jones rolled. I mean, remember, when he moved on from Jason Garrett, he didn't fire Jason Garrett. The clock just ran out on his contract. They, they let it be known early 2020 that they weren't going to renew Jason Garrett's contract, and a couple of months later they hired Mike McCarthy. So I guess the, 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 the situation doesn't lend itself to your team being able to achieve greater heights next year because of all of the uncertainty and the potential tension that could develop in the background knowing that your head coach might not be around beyond the upcoming season. So why would Jerry Jones want to do that? If you're on the precipice of this major financial restructure that's going to really impede your chances of continuing to build a championship team, and you know your window is probably really small in order to get this thing done, and in retaining Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones saying that he believes this team is very close and they're capable of achieving their ultimate goals – if you're going to do that, if you're going to continue down this road, why wouldn't you give him the security that he needs to command the respect that he would need to in that locker room? Maybe it's a last dance for everyone. Maybe it's a Dak, you're on a prove-it year, too. I'll take the cap hit. I'm not extending. Maybe he's looking at it as this group has one more year together, and then that's it. Then we're out from all. I mean, I'm just just – Throwing that out there, right? Dak's under contract for one more year, and then he has void years. So let's talk. It's basically one more year for all these guys. Yeah, and and I'm curious from your perspective, if that's in fact what Jerry Jones is doing, how successful have teams been in the NFL hedging against their quarterback and their head coach? So it would be Jim Fossil. Right? That's like, I'm just trying to think of one with the Giants in 2000, where it was basically, right? Am I getting that yeah, right? Terry Collins. They, yeah, where it was like, they kind of were on there like, uh, hey, can you can you do something here? Like, we need you to kind of make a run. If I'm getting this right, Nuno's a Giants fan. Obviously, you played for the Giants, but that was way before your time playing there. But that, I'm stretching trying to find the, the last so twenty, here. So a quarter century if ago. If I'm even right about so that. So a quarter century ago. Yeah, it's a weird circumstance. It's a very odd circumstance that they're in right now. Uh, Frank in Los Angeles listening on 710 ESPN in L.A. What's up, Frankie? How you doing, guys? Morning. Uh, Smalls, I love you. Uh, second of all, CC, Happy New Year. Lifelong Cowboys fan. McCarthy's just a puppet. Until Jerry Jones agrees and gets rid of this guy, we're not going to win anything. He needs to get somebody in there and let them take control, and he's never going to do it. Yeah, I don't think it's fair to call Mike McCarthy a puppet. I think it's fair to say that Mike McCarthy will never have the power that Belichick would have walking in there. I Mike, think there's a difference. Well, he's not a puppet, but he's going to stay in his lane. 
He knows what time it is. He's not in charge. Yeah, you are not in charge. Exactly. Your, pre- your press conference is not the most important press conference. No. It's not. Like, it's what Jerry Jones says on his local radio hit. It's what Jerry Jones says in front of the cameras after the game, outside of the locker room. That's the stuff that everybody wants to hear because that, in effect, is what the marching orders are for the head coach and for the players in the locker room. So, again, it's a very unique situation being down in Dallas and playing for the Dallas Cowboys because – you know that that exists. I had the privilege of being there when there was a football czar in Bill Parcells. I also had the privilege of playing for Wade Phillips for a couple of years down there. And there is a stark contrast in terms of how Jerry Jones behaved when the two men were in charge. And I will say Jerry was more comfortable with Wade Phillips, but the infrastructure, the foundation for a team competing for a championship was laid by Bill Parcells. Like, you don't have 13 Pro Bowlers in 2007 in a 13-3 record without Bill Parcells having really good drafts the two previous years and, and establishing a, a, a work ethic and an environment that allows this team to compete. So I guess that would be the whole point. If you're Jerry Jones, you know that those types of coaches can draw out more from your players. Clearly, you need more once you get in the playoffs. I don't understand the reluctance to go down that road. Well, now that you've taken us down this road, I'm really curious. What was the difference in the environment with those two coaches and specific to Jerry Jones? Because we're all trying to glean why he would want to bring back Mike McCarthy or why he might be comfortable with him. And you actually were in the building when they had two different styles of head coaching there. So I'm just curious. What was the difference in Jerry Jones then? Jerry Jones wasn't front and center. Like as like like the Jerry Jones that we see now, it, it wasn't that. It was Bill Parcells. It was the tuna. It was his show and his top lieutenant, Jeff Ireland, who was in the front office. That was it. That was the focus. That's who everybody in the media was talking to, Edward or Todd Archer and all of the other ones. Like that is the person that they paid the most attention to because whatever Bill said was gospel. Mm. That wasn't the case with Wade. I mean, think about it this way. Jason Garrett was hired as the offensive coordinator before Wade Phillips was hired as the head coach. How the hell are you going to win like that? Wow. Exactly. Wow. That's my whole point. Like, it going into a situation where you got a lame duck coach, it just doesn't lend itself to this team going on a deep playoff run. Kelly in Illinois watching on ESPNU. What's up, Kelly? Hi. Good morning, Michelle, Evan, and Chris. And Chris, much respect for you, number 99, buddy. I love you. Um, so I am born and raised Packer fan. Had you know, I've had Mike McCarthy as a coach, um, but I'm an NFL fan, and I'm going to tell you something, Evan. You hit it on the nail. Until we lock Jerry Jones into a closet somewhere and take away. Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Don't no, no, put no, locking no, no, in a closet I, no, on I, me. I, no, 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 not locking a closet. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, until we start. He's never going to get a caliber coach because he feels like he has to be front and center all the time. My God, sit down and let a coach coach. Well, again, this is where this whole thing is getting so twisted all over the place. He got a high caliber coach. He didn't get the greatest coach of all time. And he didn't get the coach in Mike Vrabel that people think could be an elite level coach for a long period of so time. So let me ask you this question because Mike McCarthy is a good coach. Yes, I, I can't you. take that away yes. from him. Like Dak Prescott had a career high in passing touchdowns. McCarthy is a good coach. Correct. I guess my question is, the continuity that the Dallas Cowboys would have in, what is it, year five with Correct. McCarthy? Is that more valuable than upgrading at the head coaching spot with Bill Belichick? No. And that's coming from me, who likes really? McCarthy. No, I mean, you want, of course you want Belichick. I mean, you want Belichick above all. I think that. So you're not willing to do whatever it takes to win a title. Right. So in this, mm-hmm. uh, well, but again, we, need, we don't know. You, you are assuming 
that Belichick would go there. I'm not assuming that, right? I'm not assuming that. So I think what we look at is, like, when you look at other franchises in sports, you don't necessarily put a cap on the level of coach they can get. I think Mike McCarthy's accomplishments at this point are the highest level of coach that Jerry Jones is willing to get. Okay, so I'm curious, because you said you don't know that Belichick is willing to go there. It's a talented roster. Yep. It's a cash-rich owner. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a great fan base. They're relevant. They've been stacking regular season wins like it's going out of style the last three years. You're 15 away from Don Shula's all-time win record. It seems like an easy place to land to accomplish your individual goal. What would be the impediment for yeah. Bill Belichick going to Dallas? Exactly. I, have, I have an easy answer to that, and we will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Running it back with one year to go with Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys. Yep, it's happening. We are on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Now, you asked a question. Please ask it again so I make sure I can answer it properly. Okay, so if Bill Belichick is in a situation where he's trying to surpass Don Shula for the all-time win records, he's 15 wins away from being able to do that. If you consider the talent on the Dallas Cowboys roster, a cash-rich owner, a really strong fan base, and the most visible franchise in the entire league, what would be the impediment to Bill Belichick going to Dallas if Jerry Jones offered him the job? The answer to the question is the same reason that we are giving for Jerry Jones. And and everyone in life, whether they want to admit it or not, people want to win, but they want to win their way. Jerry Jones wants to win his way, which is, I need the credit— For winning a championship, I can't have a Jimmy Johnson situation, right? Again, where we win, but it's really because of him. You bring in Belichick. uh, Let me answer this. I'm telling you. I got something on this. So I believe that Bill Belichick wants to win his way as well. And I don't think he believes, guesstimation, that I can win this way in Dallas because even if I shut down Jerry Jones from speaking, him not speaking becomes a distraction. Is Jerry going to speak? Are you going to talk to him? Is he going to? There's such a circus around there versus a place like Atlanta where would anyone recognize Arthur Blank's voice if we played the sound right now? No. 
And Arthur Blank is a tremendous businessman, and, and he, everybody says great things about him. I'm not claiming I know him, but I, I, the point that I'm making is I think the same reason you're giving for Jerry and why McCarthy is back, which it, it has to be his way, is why I will say that Belichick to Atlanta makes a lot of sense, more so than Dallas, because it has a better chance of being his way. Here's what I'll say. Culturally, I think the Dallas Cowboys have a ways to go before they win a championship. They got the talent, but talent is not the only thing that gets baked into winning a championship. Like, that's the only way you can explain my Super Bowl team, the New York Giants. 2011, we were 9-7, and seven, and we had a stretch of four games where we lost all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so to be able to overcome that, to win your division, and to go on a Super Bowl run, it has to be about more than talent. It has to be about chemistry. It has to be about connectedness. And I, I just don't know that Dallas is there, especially when it matters the most. And so if you're Bill Belichick, I can understand why that would give you a little pause but again, when it comes to accomplishing your individual goal, which is passing Don Shula, why would you not think that Dallas represents a golden opportunity to do that? Smalls, I always trust somebody's selfishness when it comes to their decision-making. And, and with Belichick, it's clear that this is something that he wants. And so that's the part that doesn't math for me if, indeed, Jerry Jones were in you know, the market for trying to upgrade from Mike McCarthy, why he wouldn't extend the offer to Bill Belichick. Which is why I thought the two could compromise in order to both achieve what they want. Their goal is the same. It might not look the same. The route might be different on the GPS, but the end goal is the same, which is to win in a finite amount of time. Jerry Jones is in his 80s. He knows that the team, as currently constructed, is not going to happen for much longer. Bill Belichick knows he's in his 70s. He's not going to coach for that much longer. Mm -hmm. Both of them have a short window to achieve what they both want. And both of them have been around this league for a long time. They're familiar with one another, which is why I thought that maybe both of them could put a little ego aside and come together. I don't know. I just, my, my experience, I guess with Jerry Jones is not personal like yours, but I'm from St. Louis, as you can see from my shirt today. And the Rams getting ripped from St. Louis and moving was all because Jerry Jones wanted it to happen. He is the most powerful person in the NFL. If Jerry Jones wants something to happen, he is going to move mountains to make it happen. And I guess I just thought if he wanted Bill Belichick, it doesn't matter if maybe Bill Belichick was reluctant to do it. Jerry Jones was going to get what he ultimately wanted. And maybe Bill Belichick is the outlier that that really does, like, as you said, Evan, not think it could work there, and he is not going to be persuaded one way or the other. But I also think he's a guy who wants to win and looks at that roster and realizes there's a lot of talent there and there's a pathway for him to get it. But you just nailed it. You said Jerry Jones the most powerful guy in the NFL, and he wants it his way. His way is because of him. You bring in Bill Belichick, it is never going to be because of Jerry Jones. There's no credit that Jerry Jones will get. Really? Because he's the one who made the tough decision to bring in Bill Belichick and get rid of a Super Bowl winning coach in Mike McCarthy. Well, no, 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 no. We that can't, part, we can't spin part. it the other way now. I'm now telling it's, now you. it's a hard decision to get rid of McCarthy when everybody thought he was going to get no, fired. But, no, but, that, is a hard, but that, that, will, that, a, that will be how it's perceived. Yes. That will be the narrative. And it will be, I don't think it, it will be It will be a way. hard decision for him to check his ego and do it Bill Belichick's way. And he would get credit for that. 
that. If all of a sudden he made a tough decision to, and it is a tough decision, even despite the loss, because of the chemistry and connectivity that he has with Dak Prescott. That's a tough thing to decide, to upend that relationship because the the goal wasn't met in the end. You risk really screwing up your quarterback moving into next season if he doesn't have that guy that he's become so comfortable with. We would give Jerry Jones Yeah, the pivot becomes all of a sudden a lot harder, especially with Bill Belichick coming off of the season, the four-year stretch that he's had. So, yeah, yeah, the pivot to Belichick – Having a coach that over the last three years won 36 games, yeah, I think that is the harder of the two decisions. Staying status quo is not a hard decision for Jerry. Oh, I think it's the exact opposite, honestly. I think that that the the outrage today is going to be in shock, and people cannot believe that you actually did this if you're Jerry Jones. I think the harder he made the harder decision. Also, okay, one thing. Bill Belichick's way of doing things, yes, he is the star and he is the the epicenter of how this thing runs, but what he preaches is that no one person is bigger than the team, right? You do your job. I don't want a celebrity quarterback. It's all about the team, the Patriot way. It's never the Bill Belichick way. It's the Patriot way. We have evidence right now. Aaron Rodgers is trying to do it his way with yeah. the Jets. He's trying sure. to make sure that it's comfortable for him. Sure. How's that working out? Not, not, not well at so all. So I guess Jerry Jones has not arrived at the place where he has the self-awareness to realize when you want to be the epicenter of this and do it your way, it's likely not going to work out. Yeah, I guess, Ev, you said he's making a harder decision by staying with McCarty. Harder for who? Oh, it's I, not harder for Jerry. How is this harder for Jerry? Staying status quo is not harder for Jerry. The hard thing for Jerry is to do it somebody else's way. That is the harder decision. I think they're both hard. I think they're both very hard. I think doing it somebody else's uh, way is something that's hard. And I think the idea that every, I would say 99% of the fan base wants McCarthy out. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's hard to go against 99% of your customers. I believe they're still going to be your customers. Come on, they're not going to not, not, not be your customers. Well, I understand that. But so outside, outside of the building, the, the hard thing to do because of the perception of Mike McCarthy might be to stay with him. But hiring Bill Belichick will be the hardest thing that the Dallas Cowboys do from internal standpoint. Like if you're thinking about the people in the organization that are impacted, how they have to change how they do business, that is exponentially harder than it is staying with Mike McCarthy. Because, again, I do believe a part of this for Jerry Jones is staying with somebody that he's more comfortable with because he can dictate the terms of engagement. Anthony in Texas, listening on 94.1 in Texas. What's up, Anthony? Morning, guys. See, Morning. You just hit it on the head. Let me tell you, as a lifelong Dallas Cowboy fan, Jerry Jones was happiest on the third Super Bowl championship when he was snatching the trophy from Barry Switzer's hands. Not the first one with Jimmy Johnson, because he felt like he did it his way. I do, I, as, a, as a Cowboy fan, I am disappointed. I feel like I, I, I'm not going to the problem with who I asked for. I, I'm going with who said yes. And Mike McCarthy is, is going to be a consolation prize because the Cowboys – simply need to have it fit to Jerry Jones. I can't imagine Bill Belichick fielding questions from Jerry Jones' sound bites during the week. I can't see that ever happening for Bill Belichick. Lastly, I want to say this. It could be a referendum that Dak Prescott is the common denominator, whether it was Jason Garrett, Kellen Moore, and now Mike McCarthy, who bettered himself with making his own plays, that Dak is the one who is the, is the weak link, and the Cowboys may posture differently with his new contract coming up, realizing that, that Mike McCarthy is not the real problem, but the solution can be done with another QB. Well, uh, how would that explain Tony Romo, then? They didn't win with him either. Okay, so that's Dak Prescott's fault. I mean, we're looking at it like there is a consistent theme with the Dallas Cowboys since Jerry Jones did things his way. 
they have underachieved. Right? Yeah. I mean, whether it's Tony and Tony Romo had an excellent career, especially when you consider where he came from, which was undrafted, right? Yeah. From Eastern a, Illinois. Eastern <laughs> Illinois, right? He had an excellent, excellent career. Dak Prescott has had an excellent career coming out of Mississippi State, not as a first round pick nor a second round pick. But the Dallas Cowboys, since Jimmy Johnson was canned, have been known for one thing not being good enough. Right, and you could point fingers to Mike McCarthy, to Jason Garrett, to Dak Prescott, to obviously Tony Romo. There's only one guy who's been there the entire time, and that's Jerry Jones. This move, though, has ripple effects around the league because we could sit here and talk about Belichick to Dallas. We know that that is not happening. What happens in Philly, and where does Belichick go? We'll find out coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We're acting as if one job closed today. It was never open. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Dallas Cowboys will bring Mike McCarthy back next year. We, we've been operating. Honestly, I'll take the hit on this because I am a McCarthy fan, so it's on me. Kind of disrespectful towards him because we've been saying, you think Vrabel would fit there? You think Belichick would fit there? If Tomlin were to walk away, would he want the Cowboys? The Cowboys shot was never open, yet we acted as if it was open this entire time. So, now that we know that it's really not open, let's do what we've done to the Cowboys, to the Eagles, and act as if that may be open. Diana Rossini of The Athletic reported that there's conversations ongoing between Nick Sirianni, head coach, and Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, and it sounds as if, guys... Basically, what Sirianni's doing is going into those meetings saying, well, uh, if you bring me back, I'm also going to bring Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman, who we didn't have last year, right? It's like he's bringing, here's who you, here's who you, if you get me, here's who you're also going to get. But that doesn't mean they're going to bring him back. So he's basically going into a pitch meeting with the owner, and he's a head coach that has taken his team to the playoffs every single year he's been at the helm. And he needs other people that's to not, vouch that, for that, him. That, that's not great. That's not a great position to be in. Like our resident Eagles fan, Pat Costello, reminded me before the show, this is the same exact thing that happened to Doug Peterson before they canned him. Uh-oh. So, like, I, I fully expect that something is going to change. And, guys, what Adam Schefter said late last week about a team that could fall flat on wild card weekend, potentially making a move at their head coaching spot because of the availability of Bill Belichick and or Mike Vrabel – I can't help but think that something is going to happen with a double-digit win team that got bounced early. It didn't happen with the Dallas Cowboys. It didn't happen with the Buffalo Bills. It feels like it's going to happen with the Philadelphia Eagles because they were a team that clearly didn't have a plan in their playoff game on Monday night. 
They were outclassed. They were 0 for 11 combined on third and fourth down. They didn't have a plan for the blitz. They didn't have a plan on how they were going to deal with the receivers of the Philadelphia Eagles. And then on top of that, you hear grumblings in the locker room. You got player leadership that's going to be leaving the locker room. Jason Kelsey retiring. So I, I just, it feels like a situation right now where everybody in the building is searching for answers and there are none to be found with Nick Sirianni. That is the fastest way to lose a locker room. And if your owner, Jeffrey Lurie, GM Harry Roseman, that in and of itself is enough for me to make a change. And I wonder, too, if they did move on from Doug Peterson, who won them a Super Bowl, and then get back to a Super Bowl with Nick Sirianni, if that empowers them more to think, if we are going to make this decision, we know we can identify somebody who can get us there. That part. So if he stays, he being Sirianni, just hypothetically, are we at a place of Atlanta or bus for Belichick? He has not been mentioned uh-huh. anywhere else. And by the way, mentioned means actually formally released information of an interview, which now you have to do as part of league rules. I know that they don't have the quarterback situation ironed out, but Washington still intrigues me for Belichick. There's so why all- haven't they interviewed him? I don't know. But that that still seems like somewhere that has a lot of pieces in place, and he obviously has a natural tie to. Like if I, I, I Do you really <laughs> want to bring in Bill Belichick if you're trying to develop a I quarterback? I think they're going to go Ben Johnson. I don't think that they will do it, but... Because of his history, I would think that that group of people would at least want to interview him. Oh, no? for sure, absolutely. <laughs> but, absolutely. They but they haven't. But they haven't. But they haven't. That's the weird. Like this, this cycle is very odd to me because Belichick got one interview, or maybe took one interview, and Vrabel hasn't gotten any. You know, what? not one. Nobody has any. I have asked everybody around these parts. I've asked the cleaning people when they come in. Hey, you got anything on Vrabel? Why has like from Schefter to like? Does anyone have information on this? And if he's waiting, what is he waiting for? Anyone? Bueller? That's the point here. Something is interesting to me about the Vrabel situation. Not suggesting anything's happening. Suggesting or happened? Excuse me, like incident or anything like that. Not at all. What I'm suggesting is who is he eyeing, and when is that happening? Because he's damn good. Jim in Pittsburgh listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Jim? Yeah, I keep wondering why you guys give Mike Tomlin a pass on uh, this because he's done less than McCartney. McCarthy. He's done less than McCarthy? They both have one championship. So Mike McCarthy and Mike Tomlin, by the numbers, Mike Tomlin is better, I, and I'm a McCarthy fan. Mike Tomlin is 173, 102 in his career. He has never had a losing season. He's 8-10 and 10 in the playoffs. In each of the last basically four or five years, he has had less than average quarterback play, even the final year with Ben. Mike McCarthy has never had bad quarterback play, and he has contributed to helping the great quarterbacks become even greater. Mike McCarthy in his career is 167, 102 overall, and 11-11 in the playoffs. They have both had lengthy careers. They've both been excellent coaches. Tomlin is a first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. McCarthy is likely not going to be in the Hall of Fame unless he gets a second Super Bowl. The Tomlin critique... Tomlin has actually coached in two Super Bowls. Correct. And Tomlin... The Tomlin critique... McCarthy's been the one. I I fought off for a long period of time. That could or could not be a a point of difference. But I, I understand... Here's the thing. If we were to use the Belichick model of what have you done since, right? What has he done since Ben left? It does not deserve termination in any way, shape, or form. But it deserves a question of... Hey, can we get back there a little bit quicker? Is that like, can we do something? Because he has not had a playoff win since 2016. He has not had great teams like other people have had, right? But I understand why 
a, a Steelers fan could be frustrated, but if you go to the place of wanting a different coach, you are out of your mind. Absolutely out of your mind. Frustrated because you're the Steelers? Fine. Yeah, but be frustrated that your coach doesn't have a quarterback, and how are you going to win championships? How are you going to win playoff games? And you look across the sidelines, and you're going against Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. How the hell are you going to win? How are you going to win? What, what do you want this man to do? Oh, no, he's done he's out, everything he's out he possibly there. He's could out do. there with Mason Rudolph. Like, what, what, what are we talking about? It's like taking a super soaker to a gunfight. <laughs> Like, what, what, what do you want Mike Tomlin to do? It makes no sense. So when we start talking about, oh, he's done, you know, he, he's done less than Mike McCarthy. Context matters around all of this stuff. Mike McCarthy has had Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott. And I think he had one year Brett Favre, too. Like, that, that, that's who Mike McCarthy has had. Like, above average to Hall of Fame quarterback play. And he's made them better. Nobody's fought that off. And when Mike Tomlin had that, he went to two Super Bowls and won one of them. Correct. And there's no reason to believe that if he has that exact same thing, he'll do it again. Again, I I love Mike Tomlin. You can be frustrated. What are you smoking out there? You can be frustrated. But the moment you sit there and say, I don't want Mike Tomlin, good luck. Good luck. And here's the thing. Mike Tomlin hasn't signed a contract extension yet. That might be why he hasn't gotten a new deal. Because he doesn't want a deal until he gets assurances from the franchise mm. that they're going to do something at the quarterback spot. Because if you look around in that division, he's going up against Joe Burrow, he's going up against Deshaun Watson, and he's going up against Lamar Jackson. How, how, are, you, how are you going to have a consistent winner with that? Here's what's happening in the state of the NFL coaching moves right now if you look at it. There are three guys that I believe are conducting interviews of teams. I believe what CeCe just said. I believe Mike Tomlin is conducting interviews of the Steelers. Yes. Okay? I believe Bill Belichick conducted an interview of the Atlanta Falcons. I believe that Jim Harbaugh conducted an interview of the Chargers and the Falcons. Mm -hmm. I believe that Jeffrey Lurie is conducting an interview with Nick Sirianni, his head coach today. I think the way you look, you said context matters. In this case, context matters too. Who's running that meeting? In In the cases of Tomlin, Belichick, and Harbaugh, they're the ones running the meeting. In the case of Jerry Jones and Jeffrey Lurie, the Cowboys and the Eagles together, the organizations are running the meeting. It's mm-hmm. different, okay? If we're going to play the context matters, which it does, I think we got to look at it that way. I still come back to, does Mike McCarthy even want this? I know that sounds crazy, but do you want to be on a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys with the circus that is Dallas? I think there's a conversation to be had about that because if he could get another job, would he take another job? And is that sneaky what Jerry Jones hopes for? Somebody else takes him off his hands and Ooh. do it that way? Oh, I don't know. Just throwing that mm. out. Maybe, possibly. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your telephone number to be a part of the show. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.